Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 15th of March. We are in the middle of this month, just in the center point. And by the time we walk out of this month, we're going to be in another season. So here we go. And today, today's show about not being sorry for what didn't happen, one of the things I hear used to hear from myself and continue to hear the younger the person is and sometimes the older the person is those people in the middle just are busy right but is that why don't I ever get what I want and I thought but if you want it what have you done to get it what kind of energy did you push at it to move it, activate it, get it going, make it happen. What have you done? And the best story I have for you, I don't know if any of you guys know Leslie Odom Jr. He's an actor. He was in the play ha- um, Hamilton, and he's now up for an Oscar for the latest work he did and I'm sorry I don't know the name of it but if you look him up and he did an interview and he said he wrote a book and he said one of the things I learned as an actor is after 10 years of waiting for jobs trying to and I always say in quotes make it because people don't just make it you know it's a lot of years of putting in learning all the nuances of what your dream is so that you can actually accept it and live it. And he said, I went to my agent and said, I'm going to quit acting. I'm done. I need a regular paycheck. I am going to go and get a regular job, and I am done. And his manager said something along the lines of, Oh, you're done. So you've been waiting for someone to call you this whole time. He said, well, yeah, but nobody's calling. He said, well, you, you, what did you do? Instead of waiting for the phone to ring, what did you do 
for your acting. And he thought about it and realized he wasn't doing anything. He was waiting for someone to call him, him to get his big break, and boom, it was all just going to happen. That's what he was waiting for. And it didn't happen until his own energy was involved in the push. Because without our energy getting involved, how can anything come to you? You can't exercise without pedaling the bike or running on the road or stretching your body. You can't lose weight unless you eat less and exercise more. They can give you every different kind of diet on the face of this earth, but they're not going to work if you don't eat less and exercise more. Can't get a job unless you knock on the door. There was a show on Dr. Phil, and there was a woman who was on there talking about how she can't get her son off the couch. This was years ago, and I I remember Dr. Phil saying, well, nobody's going to come knock on your door and walk up to you while you're watching TV on the couch and tell you I have a job for you. You would be the person they don't want to hire. Because you're going to come here and do the equivalent here. So I really thought about our energy, our push, what we do, what we add. Because if we don't add it, there's no equation. It's like one plus zero. Forget plus, one times zero, because one times zero or a hundred times zero is going to equal zero. Because you can get every offer on earth, but if you don't pay attention, if you don't accept, if you say I'm above that one and not try, Or not accept that maybe you're not ready for the bigger ones. You got to start small. You got to start where you're learning. You're not going to get anywhere. It's just not going to happen. So how does that tie in to not being sorry for what didn't happen? Well, I will tell you right now, whatever's not happening, you either didn't figure out how to do it, and you're going to still keep trying, which is a great thing, for you, or it just wasn't yours, because if it were, you would try, even if it took years. How many times do we hear of people we never heard about, and maybe they they figured something out, and then they say, well, I've been doing this for 30 years, 20 years, 15 years. It's not like it overtook their life and they weren't happy in that 15 years because the results don't matter when we do what we love. The results show up. People say, oh, you're lucky. You're lucky. When I first wrote my um, the book, not even Origins of Truth, I was still on Little Wing at the time. But people didn't care. It's like if you wrote a book, you wrote a book. And so there would be these different kinds of people 
that would approach me. Some would tell me how it wasn't a big deal or how someone they someone else they know wrote a book and they didn't care what my book was about. And there's others that wanted to know what it was about. There's others that wanted to read it. And then there's others that were really just interested in the story. And just seeing the different, I want to say, variants of reactions taught me a lot about how they see their own dreams. So I thought, well, that's kind of interesting, right? Because the ones who told me, well, my cousin wrote a book, it's like, well, when they want to do something, they're like, well, so-and-so's already doing it. Why should I do it? That's what that meant. They want to take it away from me because they took it away from them. Take away. Someone else is already doing. Got me in the beginning. I remember when The Secret came out, and I go, oh, man, God, they're saying what you're telling me. They don't need me. Why should I do this? Then another book came out, and another book came out. But each one of them, as it turned out, was a part of was writing through me because that's really who wrote my book. I wrote the foreword. I wrote some of those emails in the beginning. The early writings before I saw God were in there. Those I wrote. So it was a combo pack. But the stuff on those other pages, you guys, (laughs) I can't even take credit for. I have been humbled to my knees at the love and the care towards my soul that allowed me to learn that. My drive, my energy push on the book was I knew, and I still know more now probably than even then because I've learned so much more, the value and the power of something that comes to us cleanly. Because then we can push that energy instead of have to clean it up first and then push it. I, I just really think about what we're talking about today because when when we get a lie, I wrote something about that yesterday, the truth releases a lie. And sometimes the lie isn't an outward lie like, I didn't do that. Was it me? That's not the lie. The lie is quick success. The lie is skipping the process and getting to the end. The lie is you don't deserve it. The lie is everyone else but you. Those are the lies. And unless the truth that, yes, you can do that, yes, you can be a part of that, unless the truth is a part of that, you're going to be stuck at the lie. So you can't go back with regret. You can't go back and keep saying things like, God, I missed that opportunity. Now look at where my life is. If you missed an opportunity, you weren't ready for it. In one way or another, you couldn't see the value enough to act on it. So instead of the woulda, shoulda, coulda of yesterday and the every day before that, 
you got to say, hey, wait a minute, back up. Why can't I do that? What was I selling myself all this time? Geez, did ego just, wait, ego? Was that you telling me, allowing me to buy the arguments that this doesn't happen to everybody? Why doesn't it? Why doesn't it? There isn't a reason why doesn't it other than you didn't put your energy at it. You didn't push it. And I don't mean try for a day, a week, or a year, but to really get involved in the decisions you make. And if you feel like you can't get involved, you're not ready yet. It's that action. Action is motivation once you start. The people who start the diet tomorrow never diet. They never diet. They have no idea, no understanding of why they even want to lose weight. Some want to fit into a pair of jeans and then they lose the weight and get into those jeans. And a year later you see them and they're, they're back where they started because now they hit their goals. I know it sounds weird, but it happens all the time. But if their goal was to be healthy, then that's a whole different story, right? Because the goal to be healthy is lifelong. The goal to fit into a pair of jeans is like this ending point. Okay, did that, done. Now I want to go back to who I was. I want to go back to what I was doing. It's so interesting, right? So a lot of questions like Christ asking us, what are your intentions? When you answer that, you don't have regret. Because you know why you're doing something. You know. You say, hey, I'm doing this because, and you'll talk about the results. You'll start to see that God doesn't give us anything but experience and free will. If you can marry experience and free will, then you've got your foundation to start doing whatever it is you want to do. You got it. God does not want to let us down. And it's hard to watch us let ourselves down. But when we want something, and we ask ourselves why we want it, why do you want to be with that person? I have many people who come to me that they've been in love with someone for years and never told them. Had other relationships. Watched from the outside in because they were way too scared. Because they put the person up on a pedestal. And the longer they weren't with them, the higher the pedestal grew. But you got to think, they're you. They're normal. When we put people above where we need to be, we don't see ourselves achieving what they think they've achieved. So it becomes a little scary to put energy towards it. it, it they almost 
enjoy just being in love with that person but never ever wanting to be with them because that would be too real or not real. It may not happen. So I found out that people who are scared of commitment fall in love, in quotes, that way because they cannot commit to the real relationship. It's easier for them to just say, well, this didn't work because he or she doesn't know I'm alive or doesn't think of me that way. So I always ask, well, why do you think of them that way? You don't really even know them. How did you build this whole world around somebody you actually don't know? You only know they're like veneer or a job you love, and you say, oh, man, they they went to this school. That's why they got it. They were friends with the boss. That's why they got it. Instead of seeing yourself doing it. So we can't go back and hurt our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our souls for what may not be in our life today. Every decision we made till this day was the best decision we knew how to make. And that now we understand, like, hey, wait a minute, I got to be part of this. This isn't real life hiding myself from the actual situation, from the actual people. That's not going to work. No one's going to walk up to my door and give me what I want. How do they know what I want? If I don't know what I want, how do they know what I want? Is it really somebody else's job to come and turn the door handle of my life and tell me where to go? And you can't see it? Ask someone who rose to stardom super fast or someone who won a lottery ticket. Go find them five years later and see where they're at. Because they did get what they thought they wanted. Everybody wants a big check. Everybody wants to be successful. But if it comes too fast, you crash and burn as well as with lottery tickets before financial managers went chasing those people. Their fortunes were gone in like five years. And they were right back where they started from because they didn't understand what they got, even though they wanted it. They wanted it, but they didn't understand it. People who have the most successful relationships don't have to go after anybody. They're comfortable in their own skin. That pushes the energy. That that comfortable in their own skin feeling, energy, vibe that someone gets from around them gets picked up, and that's the kind of person they attract. People who have desperation find other people that are desperate, but maybe in a different way. They may find somebody who has a high turnover, falls in love really fast, makes you feel great, and then is gone. 
because they don't know how to sustain a relationship. They know how to mimic one. Understanding, understanding ourselves in our own lives can only come from you. So anything you do not know today, don't blame yourself for. But ask yourself, what is it that I really want and was never ready to chase, to put my energy behind? Because that energy exchange is what will change your life. That energy exchange of what will teach you the process. It will give you the questions for your next. And that's the fun part. People, like, when they think of the process, they get overwhelmed. Like, oh, my God, that's going to take five years. I remember, do you guys know Dr. Drew? I don't know if you're out of the United States, if you would know him. But he is like a therapist, therapy. He deals with addictive behaviors. He's an actual MD doctor. And he got his hair cut by the same person I got my hair cut. I later ended up meeting him, and his son played baseball with my son when they were still in, like, travel ball. But prior to my meeting him, she told him when I first got divorced about me, and he said to her, tell her not to get married for four or five years. She needs to date a lot of people, and instead of waiting to see what someone else wanted from her and to see if she can do it, let her start to decide what kind of person she wants to be with. So my friend tells me that, and I'm like, he's crazy. I'm not waiting four or five years to get married. That you know, just sounded so far, so hard to do what he said. Because I really thought falling in love was getting struck by that lightning, you know, the the lightning that tells you exactly that that's the person and they're perfect and I'm going to live happily ever after somewhere with my kids. That was my, I bought into the lie. That's why it never happens because it isn't true. That may happen once in a while, and someone will say, we just knew when we just met. Or other times they'll say, we knew, but we weren't sure how. Like, how, how did we feel that way right away? Or they, they found a way to be real about it. I wasn't real about it at all. I bought into that fairy tale. And that fairy tale turned out to have a long tale. <laughs> but I will say... He was right. I never forgot what he said because it was the last thing I wanted to hear. For me, the magic was taken out by me thinking about it. I wanted it to happen to me. I wanted fate to tell me. I wanted something to tell me other than me because I didn't trust me in telling me what was right for me and what wasn't because I didn't know me well enough to even know that but he was right and you know he had a great reason for it he said when you're in a relationship like she was 
where at the time the word narcissism wasn't trending like it is now. He said she's going to meet someone just like him with different color eyes or different color skin or a different kind of job. And she's not going to know why she feels comfortable, but it's going to be because she already knows that personality type. She'll already know what to do. And because she'll have that familiarity, even though it's not a good familiar feeling, she's going to take on another person with the same traits. And the only way to break it, by meeting a lot of people and starting to ask your mind, hey, would I get along with that person long term? Hey, what do I want? Does it fit? I want my, my little house and I want to raise my kids and I want us to be okay and if I have another child, I don't want to work while I have that child. Do I have somebody who has that same sense of family or needing a family or investment in family because I realized family was super important to me? Because sometimes someone like me who wanted that and then they meet someone who doesn't want kids, Instead of thinking, oh, they don't want kids, this may not be okay. I already have two. I don't mind if I have more. What am I going to do? Oh, I'll go in there and change him. Oh, I'll get him to see it. There's no way he could think that. Oh, yes, there is a way he could think that. And oh, yes, I'm going to have a hard time trying to change him. Change anybody. Imagine someone coming in saying that about me. They want to change me. So if you go back and you start looking at the conversations you've had with yourself, with others, you'll start to see what was really important to you. Like, oh, I always dodged that question. Yes, I did want a relationship, but I wanted it as a fairy tale, and the fairy tale wasn't real. But that's okay. I bought into it up until this time. And then I realized through experience that that wasn't real. So what other ways could I have done this? It's constantly going back to the fork in the road, going back to the fork in the road over and over again and repaving it with love. Like, hey, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. But now that I have better questions... Let's see the results of my decisions after my questions got better. Because regret only makes you repeat. Questions will grow you enough at least to have this, um, I want to say, very interesting little mental questionnaire before you jump into anything. I've known people who worked for 30 years at a job that they knew they were overqualified for. But it was okay for them because their stability mattered more to them than the actual job. It mattered more to them than the actual job. And because they knew that, their quality of life was great. But if they didn't know that and someone came up to them and said things to them like, wow, you've been working there for 30 years? How did you stay motivated? Because that's a job maybe somebody else would never want to do. 
But the stability that they received as a result of that job is exactly why they were there. They'd say, hey, all I needed was a regular paycheck because I want to go home and garden and be with my family, and I knew for sure that this was a way to do it. Instead of that regret, like, yeah, I just wasted a whole life at this job. Don't be sorry for what didn't happen because you weren't ready for it, or it would have. You weren't ready for it. It wasn't yours. You didn't want to put your energy behind it. There's a lot that goes behind that. Just look at today. Get out of the past. Just get out of the past. And let your mind accept that you deserve a thoughtful future. What a way to start this Monday. What a way to start today. What a way to start the first day of the rest of our lives, which is such a cliche, but I love it. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. It really, really is. You guys, I love you. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose.